Hello, guys. Uh, this is our latest episode. This is, that is such Fox a shit Fox. intro. <laughs> what, what, what do you mean? That's so bad. <laughs> what, what's you gotta bad have some about enthusiasm it? in it, bro. Gotta be louder. Personality. <laughs> what's on. up, guys? It's Leon <laughs> yeah, here. Yeah, you gotta uh, do that. Gotta another show. Show. Okay. All right. I'm gonna include all this. Do uh, it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, today we'll be talking about uh, the whole congress situation that happened um january what day like sixth sixth yeah Yeah. um and that whole mess yeah so the attempted coup on the capitol who knew that the united states could do that i think that really shows our potential as a country how great we are well i mean we i i was it was surprising at first but then when you start like thinking about it like it kind of adds up actually like with all the stuff that was building, I mean, like it was just I don't a think bubble that was about to burst. Dude, Dude, burst. Okay, think about it this way. So I think um, during the election or after the election or before, I don't necessarily remember when, in Michigan, there were a group of, I think, let's just call them Trumpies, terrorists, whatever you want to call them. And yeah. they were, uh, they descended on Michigan's capital in an attempt to uh, kidnap the governor of Michigan because of her COVID protocols. I think also might've been due to um, their handling of the election, which nothing happened. There was nothing wrong with it. They literally went to the capital of Michigan to kidnap the governor. They had AK-47s, you know, military grade weapons, all this kind of stuff. They were able to even get into the governor, like the governor's home, or I think the capital something like that. They were able to get into a building right police like the same like almost the same thing happened in michigan so i think when you have the president calling for it because this isn't something that just happened right i think the president literally said trump literally told them hey we're gonna you know uh get ready for jan 6th we're gonna have a you know big rally we're gonna go to cap the uh, the capital we're gonna you know protest we're gonna you know stand yeah and it happened but it's not just the fact that Trump encouraged them, it's also the fact that there was like no defense. Like, well, I no, no, yeah. I think we have to take it even further back then. Like, wow. ever since the beginning of like social media and Facebook, these little radical groups were able to like start small. And then because of Facebook's algorithms of like connecting people with like minded interests and introducing them to like new possible groups, like through their recommended and like algorithms and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those groups were able to grow bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and gain okay. so much following and support that but, eventually it got yeah. so extreme that it had to be translated into the real world. And that's what we yeah. saw this year or like last year. But, you know, um, just talking about social media because it's really important with this. First of all, dude, this whole thing was literally on every liter- Facebook group, Twitter thing. It was everywhere. So the fact that the DC police couldn't do anything about it was laughable. But the second of all, you also need to talk about QAnon. So QAnon, I don't think it's necessarily, I don't think it's, um on like a facebook group or if it's it's on twitter or anything like that i don't think like i think they have their own separate platform on like 4chan and everything like that and for people who don't know what QAnon is it's this huge conspiracy theory that supports this idea that like the powerful so like um the rich uh hollywood liberals uh especially hillary clinton um they're all like these they're a group of people that are controlled by the devil, I think. Like, they're a satanic group. Yeah. 
And the way they get all their power and stuff is underground. They have like these factories of like babies and then they harvest blood from the babies. And um, that's how they get powerful and like eat and all that kind of stuff. And the funniest part about that, that whole conspiracy about the group is that their headquarters and the way they get down to their underground, underground factories, it's in a pizza restaurant. A literal pizza restaurant. What? So we're talking about a group that they (laughs) allegedly are a bunch of satanic pedophiles, and their headquarters is a pizza restaurant in Washington, D.C. Bruh. Needless to say, I really want to go there. I really (laughs) want to go to that pizza. Pizza time. Yeah, exactly. And then, um, so so the the way they interact, they the way they interact Trump into this. And, oh, and before this whole conspiracy came up uh, into the 2016 election with Hillary Clinton. So Hillary Hillary Clinton is like the main person within this. And the, the way Trump comes into this is they think that Trump is like this messiah. And he's trying to expose the world of the rich and the left's uh, satanic movement or whatever. And he's trying to get all the people and go against them in like this... I don't know, man, like this revolution type format uh, and get rid of this whole thing. Yeah. So that's how I understand it. So you have a bunch of crazies that support Trump and believe this conspiracy theory descending on the Capitol. And you already had information that this was going to occur. So now like what the young was saying, how the fuck do you not have police out there? Yeah. It's and and last last night I was watching um, an episode of Bill Maher, um, and yeah. there was this uh, um, guy on there whose name was uh, Matt Jones, who I think had some great points. And he was talking about how um, Trump, the just the the way that Trump speaks, it's it's like him versus the whole world. So it's not even like him versus the left; it's him versus the left and the right and everyone else who isn't a part of his brand. So right, because he—I mean—he's kind of taken over the Republican Party, and like, there's, yeah. there's like, converted them to Trumplicans or like, their yeah, own, yeah. like, their own group. Like, I mean, I mean, if you go back four years, I mean, even prior to like him running, like, there wasn't this extreme nature, like, ever, even with the Republican Party, like, or not just to, like yeah. his. I'm not, I'm not saying not the whole Republican Party, but his followers essentially. Like, yeah, it's kind of like interesting. Like, I heard something that was like not all um so all not all trump supporters are QAnon followers or whatever but all yeah. QAnon followers are trump supporters. yeah well yeah like, i mean i think you know i i want to ask this question to you guys who do you think is the most persecuted like what group is the most persecuted group in society currently i mean it's a rhetorical question you don't necessarily need to have an answer but i'm pretty sure you're not thinking of the white christian male right right so now trump has been able to make the white christian male in the united states believe that he's the most persecuted group in society the most hated group in society which is far from the truth right because they're the ones that have the most power in society so i think this stems from um 2008 what happened 2008 president obama got elected i think this has to do with everything that Obama stood for 
and who he represented. So one thing I think everyone knows, especially those who have melanin or, you know, are both black, have is that, I mean, <laughs> come on. I, I think everyone yeah. knows that inherently America and Americans, especially white Americans, can be considered to be racist. Like, it's just an inherent thing. I think people in general, right? But, well, that reminds me, um, there was actually a test that I took. Um, uh-huh. it, was an, it was over implicit bias, which is essentially yeah. the bias that you have unconsciously. Um, so you're not aware of it. And it was from MIT or Harvard or something. And really interestingly enough, I mean, unfortunately, I actually got, um, I, I took the test and I got moderately racist. <laughs> um, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of the people that, you know, or people we know, or even us, like, I mean, because it's yeah, so yeah. ingrained in our minds, like, it's hard yeah. to, like, even once you become aware, like, it's, it's scary how, like, present it is. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, let's, wait, wait, let's pause right here for a second. Okay. And, like, cut the, let me go get ear, uh, earbuds sure. quickly. Sorry. Sure. <laughs> My AirPods died. <laughs> okay. Okay, it's good now. Okay. Charged a little bit. Okay. Where were we at? Uh, oh, yeah, I took a bias test, and I was moderately racist. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you heard the whole thing. I, um, the test was from, like, Harvard. Do you want to see it right now? Say what? How long is the test? Uh, it took me, like, 10 minutes. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it was a- implicit bias, so the bias that you're that's unconscious mm-hmm. um, but yeah even me as someone who's half black half but Asian, like couldn't you can you consciously outsmart the test to get no no well? no you no you can't because well it's difficult to explain but it's set up in a way that it has huh. to be based on your your subconscious okay, yeah. okay. holy shit yeah yeah and and everyone in my or all the people in my household who who aren't white um took it and they all got moderate that's i feel like a lot of people would get moderate because it's no yeah i i think i'd probably get moderate too yeah like we all have this like inherent like it's not even like we're racist or anything it's just like it it, i want to say it's like it's not based off of like color it is but it's just like we have an inverse in group out group out group type thing right psychology you're gonna consider people who you look like to be higher than other people right so i think what happened i was talking about president obama or whatever right so i was saying that um the republicans especially i wouldn't even say republicans i'd say white christian males even we we can include females in that group um (laughs) they were they, they thought themselves as like they were being pushed away because with obama you have this african american guy even though he's half black he's still black in their eyes and he's representing everyone except them. And he's supporting, yeah, sure, he's supporting blue blue collar workers, which they mostly are. He's not supporting their kind of blue collar workers. He's supporting the people of color blue collar workers, right? Yeah. And he's championing all these ideas that don't necessarily represent who they are, right? Or at least they don't think that mainly because he is a person of color. So I think 
if you actually look at history and if you look at uh, Donald Trump in the past, he was actually more of a Democrat. He believed in universal health care. He believed in like oh, really? he was actually a pro-life, no, not pro-life, a pro-choicer. He was, you know, he what? actually believes in more progressive ideas. No way. And what? He became a Republican, I think, as more of a matter of expanding his profession in a sense to make more money, all this kind <laughs> his, of stuff. His right? brand. Yeah, just expanding his brand. So he saw that there's so much division within America and that the people who are divided or I guess, I guess like more progressive liberal people of color and more conservative Christian, religious, blue collar worker, uh, less educated white people, right? And these are more rural living guys. You know, they think themselves are pa patriots and traditional, all that kind of stuff, right? And he saw that they're more easily manipulated and he was able to get on Twitter, get on TV, get on whichever shows, um, and you know, pretty much just vocalize their ideas and make them more widespread. And he be, was able to create this movement. If you look at it, he was already uh, going at Obama and his policies and his presidency in 2010, 2011, 2012, all on Twitter. Wow. So... Um, well, I, mean, I think that the idea of MAGA into it. Yeah, I think the idea of MAGA, QAnon, all these ideas that they're based on, uh, all these the concepts and things that these trumpets are, you know, championing. I think th those were already set in stone when Obama became president, right? So this isn't something that I think should be necessarily surprising to anyone. This whole movement and who it's comprised of, it makes sense. I and I think that. Trump being the person he is and not having very many morals and not being a good person in general has allowed for many people, including people of color. Like one of my, like one of our family friends was actually kind of disappointed that she wasn't able to go to the Capitol. Right. Wow. She's Indian. Right. Wow. So like he's oh, been and able and to get a, a huge group of people. Flag yeah. There were oh, yeah. like there were, there were black people there, there were Indian people there. I'm sure there are definitely some Eastern Asian people there. Everyone was there, and that's because Trump has been able to get a huge group of people to follow him. But that are kind those, of just are those, threw away those, any morals. Do you think those are just outliers though? No, because I think what Trump has been able to make it do as a, as a, make America, he's been able no, to make no, no, Americans like the, more comfortable. Outside of the the white rural stereotype. Like well, those, no, like, no, no, no. I wouldn't the, okay. But if you look at what Trump's been able to do, he's been able to vocalize the opinions of those that group of the white Americans, right? So they're more comfortable with their ideas. But he's also been able to do that with the people of color. That's why there are Indians, African Americans, maybe Eastern Asians, all Latinos there, because they've been always they've been able to get more comfortable with the racist stereotypical ideas that they've lived their lives on, right? Trump has been like yeah. if we look yeah. at Indians, Trump is, was directly racist and islamophobic um in the beginning of his term he went against pakistan he went against the middle east he went against islam right indians especially the very nationalist ones and very yeah. you know hindu hindu centric ones they really fuck with that idea they really <laughs> fuck with it and 
they felt like you know whatever they their inherent racism is in islamophobia is it was championed by him so we're going to obviously support him and that's why they went right yeah. so he's been able to make people more comfortable with this which is why i don't think like a coup should have been the last thing people talked about right that should have been something that was on everyone's mind like oh yeah that's probably going to happen because you have people who are now ex like embracing the most radical ideas you can have, right? Yeah. It's so like we have two members of the House of Representatives that are literal Nazis. You have Madison Cawthorn, who is a Nazi, and then some random representative from is uh, Illinois who said, like, you got video proof of this saying like Hitler was right. Wow. Like and talking about like that. I was like, wow. You have two Nazis, and that would have never happened. It would have never happened unless Trump was able to get in office. Yeah. And I think that's also why, even once Trump leaves office, he's still going to be popular. Oh, yeah. He already he's... said that he's still going to maintain a political presence. And... Yeah. Really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's going to um, run in 2024. And yeah, I think what he's going to try to do is he's trying to get his um, daughter to run for some office. Um, I don't know what. Probably going to try to get her to run maybe for Florida governor or I don't know. But he said that um, if we're going uh, back to, I think, the Georgian, uh, like the Georgia election. So Reverend Warnock and John Ossoff won. And the rally before the election, he kind of said that he was going to try and um, get the current governor of Alabama or Georgia, not Alabama, uh, out. And he's going to challenge for it. So he's going to put someone there. He's going to challenge it and then move out. And uh, which pretty much shows that I think there's going to be a resurgence for the third party. So you see, like, within the uh, the whole coup terrorist Republican rally, whatever they had in the Capitol. I, I, there's the United States is backing away from the statement, but pretty much what was asserted before is that there were kill and capture squads that were set in place to go in and find people like Mike Pence and other Democrat uh, congresswomen and congressmen and some Republican congresswomen and congressmen. <laughs> And they were going to try and capture them, kidnap them, and kill them in the future. Like, so Mike, they literally brought like a noose to kill Mike right. Pence, right? And now I think the Justice Department is moving away from that statement. They're saying that there's not that much evidence. But like what you're seeing is now you're seeing, seeing a bunch of extremists and not very many Republicans are going to be willing to represent them, right? The only one that might be able to represent them is Josh Hawley, but I don't think he's going to want to do that in the future. So- now you're going to have a whole bunch of people that don't feel represented by the Republican Party and definitely won't be represented by the Democrat Party. Who's going to represent them? Well, Trump's the obvious one, but he can't just take over every single government seat, right? So he, he's now going to have this own Trump party. But do you, don't That's you think the I think Trump party like, itself doesn't have that many loyal like, – I mean – a lot of the Republicans do support Trump because he was the only Republican option that, you know, could run for president. Yeah, so, but like, he also did get like 76 million votes, something like that. Yeah, that's right. 
but like he's going to like if you think about it this way a lot of america is that moderate conservative part that'll stick to republican and won't go for the mom side i mean but also sid you have the house of representatives and that's more local that's easier to get votes because you have entire districts that are just made up of um these trumpies right so like he would be able to win seats like in oklahoma that's completely republican alabama mississippi like i florida even maybe like you could definitely see trump and his candidates are like the people that he appoints for to run for whatever positions there to winning because you have such a huge group of people there that are like oh yeah trump let's get it boys um so i think that's what's going to happen out of all of this like this whole fiasco that happened on january 6th mm-hmm. but let's and talk about so many people are calling for like i mean I, I still think besides trump's recognition of this market and tapping into it like i mean look all these months like facebook and these social media companies and like not them directly but their platforms and like these groups were like able to like you know basically get this like giant can of gasoline built up and all that had to happen was on january so someone just had to like lit it like with a, a flame yeah and like and that's when it burst but like right so i mean i think it's it's been a process that's been building for a long time it's just that even though people were starting to become aware of it no one it never like was um radical radicalized to this extent i mean we saw in, like a couple instances right with like charlottesville and um there are a couple others too yeah i know what you're talking about so yeah i mean okay now, like, let's talk you, about I'm, it let's question i mean how do you regulate facebook in that manner like if you okay well i mean okay let's just talk about their reactions for it first my favorite part about just conservatives and republicans in general is the fact that they'll call anything communism Mm-hmm. Like this social media ban is the purest form of capitalism, and here's why. So you have these major companies jumping on a movement and saying that, "Oh yeah, we stand with you guys. We don't support Trump. We don't support these things. We support Black Lives Matter. You know, we're going to get rid of all, all QAnon and stuff." I, I honestly think that they could care less about any of that, right? Oh yeah, they, they're, they don't they're care. Making money they're probably like Jack Dorsey. Like, while he might have good intentions in mind, if you're thinking about it from a business point of view, keeping Trump on your platform would be good in a sense in the long run because you're also attracting Trump supporters and you're also getting more attention to your platform because Trump is using it as a primary con, like his primary communication source, right? And platform. But if you're also thinking about it from this way, if they don't do this, they're getting canceled. And while getting canceled in the long run doesn't necessarily do anything, you're still going to, you're still going to have a decrease in profits. So you jumping on all of these very uh, huge protests and movements, you're getting more people to be like, yeah, these this company's the shit. Yeah, we support them. Stand, stand, stand. We're going to have all these people going on these platforms, supporting them. In the end, we're going to see that Twitter, Facebook, Google, YouTube, all these companies are going to make up make more money because more people are supporting them. So this is the purest form of capitalism, but people just want to, you know, disguise it as communism and leftist policies and all that, which I'm like, bro, come on, just give communism a good rep for once. God damn, you're like putting this in such a stupid light. <laughs> so that that's just my frustration with all of that. But I think yeah. I want to talk about it from also, um, I think Leong was trying to talk about this earlier, the cops mm. and the way they secured the capital. Leung, you obviously have thoughts. You can go ahead. 
Well, it's uh, yeah. In in addition to just the just the shitty defense that was in place, um, the irony of how these these Trump loyalists were beating up cops, despite they're also the ones who who say blue lives matter. So it really doesn't mean that they care about cops. They really just mean they all they care about is Trump. They just mm-hmm. want to side with him and his brand. So the, the irony of it is just that's ironic. Yeah. It's scary. It's and so funny to me. Yeah. And like, did you see the one lady who's like saying, Oh, I got maced. They maced me. Bitch, you had an onion in your fucking towel. There was an <laughs> onion wild. in it. She didn't get maced at all. There was an onion in her towel. She was rubbing uh, it on her eyes to make them red and seem like she was maced. Wow. Yeah. It's so funny, right? <laughs> but, like, also, she said that it was a revolution. Uh, like, I, I saw um, – I, I, I don't think it was Conan. Uh, it was Stephen Colbert. He said, oh, yeah. in a real revolution – you don't get maced and like you don't like just get shooed away or anything like that. You don't go back and live your normal lives because all of them went back and lived their normal lives. Yeah. You get your head chopped off. You get shot. You get put in jail for your entire life. You don't get like this isn't well, a revolution. It's just a bunch of snowflakes getting pissed <laughs> off that people, the person they support didn't win. It's like me yeah. going out and committing like turned. genocide or something or <laughs> getting co- committing genocide because I didn't get into art like an art school uh, i want i wonder what ben shapiro is gonna is saying about did, did he say <laughs> i don't know i, don't, I haven't i haven't watched i, I haven't <laughs> looked at ben shapiro these conservative snowflakes god he's so like it's just so <laughs> funny to me and then the fact that like all of these people were like oh look we're not gonna go burn down our cities and cause riots and all yeah. this kind of stuff yeah. because our president lost but you know what you know what the democrats are gonna do they're gonna do that. Yeah, uh, that's hilarious. Like they were trying to like talk about like how Black Lives Matter protests and all were so bad, and then they went and formed a coup. Like at least Black <laughs> Lives Matter protests have a decent, Are... like a very very good reason why yeah. to do stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny. This whole situation is just hilarious. You think the next generation of like these, because I mean, if you look at pictures, it's a, a lot of like older white men yeah. rule like generally. You think the next generation, like their kids, how do you think they're going to fare? Do you think they're going to follow Depends. the same mentality? I think, I don't know. Leon, I, do you have an idea? Yeah, I definitely think that, I mean, in, in the 250, 300 years of America, 250, yeah, 250 years of America. I mean, ideas have continually, continuously become more liberal. So I think just each generation that we keep going, I think racism is continually going to diminish. And I don't know, the leftists are going to win. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I think if we're if we're just talking about our generation right i mean looking um, at like kids of like in our like i guess in our yeah. community that we like recognize as very yeah let's um, think about it from that um like i mean you have our, a good like, i think if we're looking at our portion of them that still support like um, the mm-hmm. the lost elect i mean stop the steal or yeah. a lot of his values 
I mean, it depends on how you're raised and how much, like, what part of social media you use too, right? And then I think, like, I mean, also it's like, I think it's two things, social media and then education. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, one, one thing is like, with a basic knowledge of history and a basic knowledge of science and like an understanding of a global culture, like, I don't think you can stumble upon to the mentality of the people at the, the capital, like, right? I mean, yeah. So, <laughs> like, I'm worried. Like, you have to be so ignorant. <laughs> yeah, you have like, to be yeah. so ignorant, man. But um, I think now, I mean, like, obviously, you have your conservatives, and I think if you look at conservatives in at least high school, I'd say that they're more socially liberal as in like with like yeah. social ideas like if they're supporting like same-sex marriage or i think, I think race rights uh, i think like, like race race yeah wise. also like i'm just thinking about some of my conservative friends i don't think any of them are really against anything that conservatives would have previously been against right yeah. at least with a social aspect they just have a more uh, fiscal policy wise they're more conservative um but i think you're still gonna have the crazies right you're still going to because i mean we still have like one or two in our grade that are crazy really? like in our school like if we're thinking about st louis or and like in our at marquette we're in a suburb most people are predominantly rich or they at least have old money or something along those lines right and you still have those kind of kids think about what's going to happen when you go to like mississippi or oklahoma or like scary parts of texas right <laughs> i mean yeah. So you're still going to have that group. I just think that they will most likely be, uh, they're just going to be less of them. So I think, like Leung said, as we're going to move forward, we're most likely going to see a more liberal, progressive government. Yeah. Uh, like, I think just the whole squad with like AOC, Cory Bush, <laughs> Uh, the yeah. more progressives that are in the House of Representatives and the Senate um, are kind of a testament to that. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if you see AOC being governor of New York or even president in the future. So, like, I think there will still be some aspects of, like, Trump. But um, when we're older, I don't think that's going to be that big. Yeah. Well, and on that note, uh, that, that that has been our... Our thoughts on Congress and the state society. of the United States. Yeah, the, the state, state of the United States. State of the <laughs> Union. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, thanks for listening. Yeah. Go follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, do look that. for more stuff in the future. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>